The great preacher in Atlanta, Georgia, Andy Stanley, has recently given a series of sermons about a topic that is always relevant, but especially relevant right now. And the topic is, what do we do when we look at our lives? And all we can say is, it is what it is. It is what it is. I don't love it. It's not great. I wouldn't pick it. But it is what it is, and I can't change it. I can't escape from it. What do we do? And this is a timeless conundrum. Our marriage is what it is. It's not great. We're not going to get divorced. We're just, it, marriage is what it is. Our adult kids, I would not say they're thriving. It is what it is. My job, don't love it. It is what it is. Our finances, not great. It is what it is. My health, I now have this chronic condition. I got that new term, chronic condition. Can't solve it, can't get rid of it. It won't kill me, at least not immediately. Just got to live with it. It is what it is. And this timeless problem of it is what it is is particularly urgent now, month nine of the pandemic. As cases are going up, as deaths are going up, as hospitalizations are going up, and as COVID fatigue is going up. It all is what it is. We're burned out. We're fed up with the social isolation, with the disconnection, with the numbing routine. We're burnt out. We're fed up. We already had a Zoom Passover. And now, all these months later, a Zoom Thanksgiving or a small Thanksgiving or a Thanksgiving that's not like any other. When life is what it is, when COVID is what it is, when Thanksgiving is what it is, how should we think about it? What do we do about it? Well, to this question, I want to bring a single thought. It was a very important thought, a very recurrent thought in the work of Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, who passed away on November the 7th. This thought is so central to Rabbi Sachs's body of teaching that he writes about it in no fewer than six of his books. And his thought is simply this. His thought is that there's a big difference between optimism and hope. If you're like me, I always thought that optimism and hope were synonyms. Optimism and hope, just two different ways to say the same thing. But Rabbi Sachs has persuaded me that there's a very meaningful distinction between optimism and hope. Rabbi Sachs observes that optimism is the feeling, it's just a feeling that things are going to get better. Things are tough at the moment. They're dark at the moment. They're hard at the moment. But I just feel 
that it's going to get better. Optimism doesn't demand that you do anything. Optimism just encourages you to feel that somehow it will get better. By contrast, hope is not just a feeling. Hope is a deed. Hope is that you say things at the moment are not great. What can we do together? What can we do together? What action can we take together to make what is a little bit better? Hope demands something. Hope demands action. Hope is a verb. How do I take what is and make it better? Now, Rabbi Sachs points out that the Jews are not an optimistic people. We don't do optimism. Rabbi Sachs points out in book after book of his that if you look at Jewish history, the last thing you would ever conclude from Jewish history is that we should be optimists, that it will just work out. No, it doesn't just work out. It doesn't just work out. We're not optimists. But he points out that we are profoundly a people of hope, meaning that we take what is and we make it better. Zionists were not optimists. They didn't just think we'll get a Jewish state. Zionists were hopeful. They made a Jewish state happen, and that's why our national anthem is not called the optimism. It is called Hatikva, the hope. Old lo tikvatenu. No matter what, we never lose our hope. Now, Nathan Kessler, this bar mitzvah is an expression of Jewish hope. I couldn't say it any better than you said it in your Devar Torah. It is what it is, and you made it just so much better, so beautiful, so meaningful, so full of hope and love and joy for all of us. And in that same spirit, I want to tell you the story about a single object that conveys this Jewish expression of hope. In the year 1938, there's a young boy in Frankfurt, Germany. His name was Wolfgang Wilhelm Franz Hallow. And at the age of 10, Wolfgang Wilhelm Franz Hallow actually lived through Kristallnacht in November of 1938. It was a memory he would always have. The Nazis came and literally broke his, the glass in their house and literally shattered the crystal in their house. And he remembers holding on to the leg of his grandfather, terrified. And then one year later, in 1939, Wolfgang Wilhelm Franz Hallow, together with his two older sisters, were just blessed to be able to get out of Nazi Germany on the Kinder Transport Program. Kinder Transport Program was a program where Jewish children, Jewish minors from Nazi Germany could have sanctuary in England. They'd live with a non-Jewish British family. It meant that they had to leave their parents, a minor leaving his parents front, this Wolfgang Wilhelm Franz Hallow had to say goodbye to his parents. All these kids had to say goodbye to their parents, and they did not know whether they'd ever see their parents again. 
and many of them never did. And Wolfgang and his sisters got out on the last train out of Nazi Germany in 1939. They go to Birmingham, England. And when he goes to England, he's clutching onto something for dear life. And what he's clutching onto is a kiddish cup. This kiddish cup was a birth present. It has his first name, Wolfgang, on it. But something happened to that kiddish cup. The Nazis would allow Jewish children leaving Nazi Germany to go to England to take with them one ounce of silver. And the kiddish cup weighed two ounces of silver. So in order for him to take it on that train, it had to get cut in half. So it's a cut up, cut down, cut off, half cut kiddish cup. And this 11-year-old grabs it, and it's what he's got left. And he gets on that train, and he goes to England. It's 1939. Two years later, he boards a ship, and he goes to Canada in 1941. And he's clutching the half-cut, cut-down kiddish cup. And from Canada, at the age of 11, in 1941, he takes a train to Grand Central Station. An 11-year-old who lands in Grand Central Station, he had a nickel, he had a penny, and he had a cut-down, half-cut, half-cut kiddish cup clutched in his hands. By the time he was at Bar Mitzvah, Wolfgang Wilhelm Franz Hallo had moved from Nazi Germany to Birmingham, England, to Canada, to Grand Central Station. It is what it is, and it isn't great. It is what it is, and nobody in the history of humanity would pick that childhood off the menu. But remember what Rabbi Sachs said, we're not optimists. We don't just hope and think and believe that things are going to get better. We're hopeful in that Rabbi Sachs sense. We take action to make it better. Roll the film forward. What happens to this young 11-year-old boy? What happens is he takes what is and he makes it better. He would go on to become Professor William Hallow, Bill Hallow, who was the world's authority in the ancient Near East and the world's authority in the philosophy of Franz Rosenzweig and was a major professor at Yale University for 40 years. He would go on to become the father of our members, Justine Bunis, Justine Hallow and David Bunis, and the, the grandfather, the opa, of Justine and Nicole and Jackson. And that half-cut, cut-down, kiddish cup would be repurposed. He used it to make kiddish every Friday night for decades in New Haven, Connecticut, to sanctify the joy and the love and the beauty of Shabbat with this cut down, half cut, Kiddush cup. And this coming Friday, the Kiddush cup is going to be put to a new use entirely. 81 years 
81 years after a frightened 11-year-old held it in his hands, escaping Nazi Germany. This Kiddush cup is going to be used to marry his granddaughter Justine and her beloved Jacob Paul the Friday after Thanksgiving in the depths of a pandemic. It's dark outside. It's scary outside. And they're affirming hope. They're going to use this Kiddush cup for rebirth and renewal, for home and hearth, for love and marriage, for saying yes to tomorrow. What do we do when it is what it is and it isn't great? We remember that we are people of hope, and that means we take what is and we act on it and we make it better. We raise the cup we have to life, even now, especially now. Shabbat Shalom.